This is Just Wing It for episode 99. 99! I ruined that by hitting my mic. Can you believe that? Can you believe it, Patrick Green? I cannot believe it, John Abdullah. So, you know, this is 99, which means it's not actually very special. The next one, however, is going to be a special one. We don't know what we're going to do yet, but we know it's going to involve you, dear listener. Just winging it, listener. Fanny slash winglet. Uh, so we're going to probably do like another Zoom interactive thing, I guess. I mean, based on your response to this episode, you know, and letting us know that you want that, that's probably how we'll decide it. Yeah. If you write in and you're like, God, no, like, don't, don't do that again. Then maybe we'll consider not doing it. Then we'll it. definitely as do now, it. Yeah, you know, yeah. As of now, what, what, I, what I was, you know, we were talking about a couple of days ago was like maybe getting a bunch of people on here who have been with the show for a long time and we can kind of revisit some of our favorite moments from it, like come up with some of our favorite, you know, yeah. kind of revisit some stories, see how we, how we're doing with it. It'll be in. like a, like a narcissist hot tub. You know, we're yes, just going to steep in our own narcissism. It is. That, was, actually, that was the original title of the show. If people the don't remember, the, the narcissist hot tub, that was our working title. It didn't Isn't test that well. great? Just seeping in it, you know, seeping yeah. rather. I mean, we're seeping, seeping, I guess, too, but. It's a fine marinade. It's a it's little a fine, bit of a. It must be. I'm reading Tolstoy right now. I decided to start War and Peace because, I mean, why not? War and right? Peace, really? <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Anna Karenina. You're doing War and Peace. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Um, I've never, I've never read it and it just feels like something I should. And, you know, obviously it's uh, extremely long. I, I only have the Kindle version. So I feel like I'm not as intimidated as I would be because I've seen the physical copy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an like, imposing. It's like, a, yeah, it's, it's a book. Yeah. Um, but this, you know, it's delightful because it's just one page at a time. Right. That's, I feel like that's a metaphor for life and what we're going to talk about in this episode, one page at a time. One page you at a time. see what just happened and, right there? You know, and that was uh, it's so dexterous. The other thing with it's Kindle editions of reading. things. <laughs> it is. Did I mention the, that? The other thing, the other thing with, uh, thank you, John, PhD. <laughs> the other thing with, uh, with, with Kindle or, or digital editions is that like, you never know really how far along you are. Like you kind of have a sense of it, but because you yeah. don't have that like physical reminder of just like how heavy each side I is. Mean, you know to I mean, to be fair, the percentage is, is staring back at me every day when I read it on the That's bottom. Right. I, I turn that shit off. I, I oh, never okay. I know. I like I, being blind. I fly blind everywhere I go. <laughs> well, cause to me having the percentage there is the closest I'll get to know, to having a physical book where I know roughly, you know, where I am in it. So right. I'm on board with the percentage. Yeah, it makes for a much clearer reading experience. But I don't know. The, the first time I read Infinite Jest, which is my favorite book. Yeah, that's the other one right? I got to get through. I know. I, so, so the first time I read that, I read that entirely on a digital. This was, the, I, I think Kindle was out at this point, but it was like, it was like the first edition of it. And I had a, yeah, early a, Sony, adopter. Mm-hmm. a Sony e-reader. That went great. Um, and I brought that on our honeymoon and I was reading it and I, and I did not know how close I was to the end. And then I got to like, what was the final page of it? And I, and I realized as I was reading it, that this has to be the final page because it mm. felt like so incredibly final. And then, wow. and then it wasn't, and I, and then I got to the very final thing and I was like, oh my and God, there were still another thousand pages. Well, but they were all footnotes because of course the book is just end <laughs> yeah. notes rather. Yeah. It has, you know, but like a quarter of it is end notes at the end. That, anyway. Yes. That does happen a lot with the percentage thing. It throws me off. I usually know like 80% is actually the end because there are, you know, footnotes and acknowledgements and all that stuff. But it does feel, you know, I'm going to go ahead and draw because we're talking about Tolstoy. I'm going to yeah. draw this metaphor out even past the breaking point, John. Okay. So you know, we get to what feels like it should be the end of the book, right? Yeah. And then it turns out that actually that that it, that percentage marker wasn't even actually how much of the narrative book there was. Like there's all these afterwards and there's all these other things and yeah. indices. Because I, to me, it feels like I keep thinking we are 
you know, going to be at like a point, a turning point with this, this virus situation, or I keep feeling like we're going to be at a, a place where it's like, okay, there's a game plan. Yeah. And then it, like, we get to this place where we kind of should at this point have something under control. And we're like, oh, never mind. I guess we have a lot more pages left than we even realized. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling that right now very hard. I got to yeah. tell you. Well, here's the, th- here's the mindset shift, my dear friend, that we're on right now. Yeah. I think it's that, I think per- the percentage is gone in our Kindle. There's yes. no percentage anymore. And we're taking it one, one page at a time. That's it. And it's a broken too. It's actually, so like the words don't make sense anymore. <laughs> they every now and then. Spilling out. Yeah, there's the and fucking there are spiders still turds, crawling out of it. There's still turds just floating all around us. There, yeah. We're still doing space turds. Yeah, it's just great. It's just a great experience. No, it really does feel like space turds all over again. I got to tell you, I feel like, uh, so the last time we recorded, yeah. Um, you know, we were at, at another turning point, right? Yep. This was, yeah, this was a trampoline epoch. Yep. Epoch, epic. Um, is that a walrus behind you? No, that's to, an alien. Uh, okay, keep going. Yep. Yeah, when in doubt, there's probably a, a xenomorph behind my head. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's actually, that's, that's Venom eating. That's the Venom symbiote eating Spider-Man. It's original Ryan Oliver. Wow. He's actually drawing the I, from this right From back here, it looks like, a, like, I thought it was like a seal. It does look like a seal. Yeah, no, that was a gift from Joey. It, right? it's, okay. it's, it's a lithograph, but it's signed by Ryan yeah. Otley, which is, which is pretty freaking cool. Wow. Um, I don't know who that is, but keep going. He's, he's a legend. Uh, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so the last time we were recording, we were at this weird sort of turning point because Henry was about to start preschool. Yes. And, and I be- so your kids had already been in daycare at that point for That's a while, right? right? Yes, yes. Um, so, praise so be you, to Allah for that, yeah. Praise be. So you were kind of in a little bit of a, pattern but but i was like right on the verge of a, of a new pattern which is still not quite patternized yet but i have to say going into his third week now yeah henry is like sort of um like doing okay like he's getting it and it, we can get more into this in a moment but i just want to i want to flag this because now that we're recording again we're at another turning point which is that jude is starting his real school school yes second grade of school tomorrow morning the bus is coming to our house. It's going to pick him up. Oh, man. Which is, this has been this thing that since this very beginning of this whole thing, like the, as soon as he got sent home, you know, in March, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, like there is going to be a time where we're going to have to be okay with him getting on a bus again and going into school. And like right. that time is like now, like it is tomorrow. There is something, yes, there is definitely, it's clicking now, right? It's real. It's here. And... That's what I think we should we should dig into a little bit more, you know, for each yeah, other too. right now. How did you? Uh, we specifically tried to like wrap up the summer in a particular way, which I'll talk about. I mean, it's not it's not anything crazy, but um, that was actually helpful for us to just like take some time off from work and um, kind of close it out. <laughs> yeah, even though it's still summer technically, um, we we had planned to take time off right before we thought Greece was going to start school. You know, so a while back I had. I had known before Labor Day, the week before I was going to take off. Um, and so I did. Uh, but this time, obviously, you know, she didn't start school right after Labor Day. And because they were in daycare and they love going so much, um, Bethany and I decided to take a few of those days. We took like a good half of our vacation without kids um, mm-hmm. and, you know, did different day trips kind of kind of stuff um including biking of course because you know that's now my life my passion and <laughs> your your freaking profile picture is now you with the bike helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you are which going is, off the deep end with this biking is, i love from it from that which is from that day actually where we went um this great trail and it was just so much fun you know it was just so liberating to hop yeah. on a bike i mean we drove to get where we were going and then we hopped on a bike together and didn't even have like a backpack a or anything 
Um, yeah, exactly. No, not actually. <laughs> I couldn't deal with that shit. Our marriage isn't that strong, Patrick. <laughs> you have a little um, umbra- a parasol, you know. Yeah, 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 exactly. It, yeah. Um, and so we did that. And um, uh, where was I going with that? It was just liberating, right? To not even have like yeah. a backpack, you know, like literally just just going, deciding when we wanted to have lunch, stopping, it, you know, just not being with the kids was, was great. Um, where, where, should... where, where did you go? You went like just so, in your town or you went? So there's actually a trail up in, um, it's like, uh, what is it called? It goes, it starts in like Danvers and goes all the way up through um, like Peabody and, and like the up north Topsfield. Wow. Yeah. And then we also did the Arlington um, Minuteman bike trail. No, that one very well. Um, another day. Very nice. Um, although it did end with a sort of Patrick Green-esque um, injury because, uh, oh, you know, I'm yeah. riding hard, you know, a little Lord, too yeah, hard. You're going full ass, yeah. Um, so I got off my bike. We were going to go get something to eat in Arlington Center. And I got off my bike. And for some reason, I don't. I still haven't pinpointed what it is on my bike that does this to me, but it, I scratched it against part of it. Um, and I've done this a few times, and it's like, a, you know, a scratch that turns into a scab or whatever. You scratched um, what? Your I think perineum, be, I'm assuming. My, oh, I guess I should have I should have um pointed that out. My my leg. Your leg okay, okay. Um and I you know, it's probably that I spiked up the outside of it so that if someone tries to ride too close to me, it, right. you know, they'll just Mad Max know, style kind of speed exactly, racer exactly, yeah, yeah, next yeah. to the oil things. Now that, that I think right about now. it, it probably that's probably that probably should have thought of that originally. And so I was dismounting the bike and rubbed my my leg against it and it it went deep this time, whatever whatever it was. Um, so I'm, so we're walking to this restaurant and by the time we get to the restaurant, I look down at my leg and there's blood dripping from my knee all the way down to like my ankle. Yeah. You know, there's just a trail of blood. Yeah. Um, and it's like the deep oozing kind of blood, you know, it's pretty yep. disgusting. And of course now any kind of bodily fluid coming out of you, you puts a target on you because <laughs> you're, you're like dripping, COVID, you know, at that point. Right. So I'm walking to this outdoor um, seating restaurant and I'm trying to like hide my leg, you know, and, and just hope that they don't, I mean, why would anyone look at my legs anyway, to be fair. Right. And so I just go straight to the bathroom um, and, and, you know, just use paper towels and, and try to rub it to wipe it down. But it's like still bleeding at that point. <laughs> so we sit outside and eat and I'm like sitting cross-legged and holding pressure with the other leg on it. Um, At this point, you're like, uh, were you getting woozy, John? Like, were you, were you, did you lose enough volume that like the world was getting? A you know, weird? at that point, we we had a delightful pasta meal, um, and some and some sangria, and it just washed away all of the, uh, you know, all, my leg. Actually, I meant to tell you, you can't see it right now, but I no longer have. It, it was right, removed right subsequently. To, it was actually gone. You couldn't feel anything at this point. Uh, I don't know what it was. I think it just hit something. It didn't even hurt very much, but. Um, but just the scene of me. What was the spiky thing in all seriousness? Like, what was I, it? I honestly have no idea. You don't know. I, okay. It was just some so part weird. of my bike that it somehow it just hit it in the wrong angle. So not from falling, just from just <laughs> moving on your bicycle, you sliced your leg open. I, I have no idea how I did it. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, bikes can hurt. I mean, there's a lot of things on bikes that hurt a lot. And that's something that I, I have. Well, had I, I guess I know that with. now. Yeah. There's yeah. just, a, there's a lot of like sharp metal edges on them yes, yes. that like, if not dealt with properly can cause like very quick injuries, you know? <laughs> so I, I can see that I'm getting injured a lot too. I got to say. So, well, you know, we, I mean, that's, yeah, I would expect it goes nothing without saying, I mean, the trampoline less. obviously being one of them. Right. 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 But, uh, we've also been skateboarding quite a bit more lately. Yes, that's right. So who Thanks else is skateboarding at this point? 
Well, it's, it's just me and Jude and, and, okay. and Henry. So you haven't become just, like a gang of skateboarders yet. No, we don't yeah. have like a roving, you know, like, just you know, right around town. <laughs> shoreline gang. No, we, so for, for, uh, in terms of our skateboarding, Jude, Jude got a bunch of, you know, money for his birthday. He got a gift certificate from people yeah. from the Midwest who's a skateboarder. Boat, Boatloads of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> he got all this different stuff and he, you know, did a bunch of chores and he saved up and he got like a legit skateboard by Crooked wow. Skateboard. Wow. Nice, Is it an e-skateboard? Legitimate. Is that thing yet? Uh, it is not, you mean like a hoverboard? I don't, I have no idea. That was a what thing I mean. like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a thing right now. Back to the future. Yeah. Um, it's got e ink in it. You don't know how yep. much is left because there's a percentage indicator. You, know. um, <laughs> you just so put he, an e yeah, before anything and it's a cooler version of it, you know? It is. Well, it's hipper, you know? It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I don't even know what the, I guess electronic is what it would stand, right? I would, would think the, so. That's yeah, probably Patrick, why yeah. they would have that. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yep. what the hell are we talking about? So he, uh, so you know, so he has his real skateboard now. So his old, like, plastic kind of cheap one he gave to Henry. And so now of the course, three of us, as Henry you know, we've been practicing. Gets, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I guess the thirds. You know, I know how we've it goes. We've been practicing Luke has the tricks yep. and the. He does. He's, he just says, he, he, "Well, is he going to get your bicycle?" <laughs> one day he'll get one my bicycle. Day he yeah, will get, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to say that you can't keep cutting yourself on it. Yeah, that's It's going to get oxidized from your blood, John. You got to be careful with that. Um, but you know, we've been practicing trips and the uh, tricks and the grass and everything, and going for rides up and down the street, and uh, and that has been really fun. But I got to say, it is uh, it's shocking how much harder it is to skateboard when the last time you did it, you were like 110 pounds, and now you're like a little more than that, like just a little just bit a little, more than 110 pounds. Like you're just, like I mean, 112, like 112 yeah. 113, something yeah. like that. It's it's really it's like shocking how how different it is being an adult trying to skateboard versus being being a kid. Just like the rollerblades that you know, as I was mentioning with the rollerblades, like the dynamics of everything are so different yes. when you are way heavier than you were when you were a child. You know Especially what I mean? Especially so, so like, top heavy, like the it, size of your head at this point. My head, you know, the hair, kinda, yeah, it's, it's just, just out of control. I don't even know how you keep the balance. drag. I can't even right. walk. Uh, it's 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 different, and then also just like the the and and this is something we've touched on a little bit, but yeah. the moment to moment actual fear that you will oh, get absolutely injured, right? Because it's when I was a kid, I could barrel down like yeah. Actually, this has come up a little bit because my parents have been telling stories about it. So we used to get calls from the neighbors. And they'd be like, can you please tell your son to like get out of the middle of the road? He's going to get hit by a car. <laughs> and, you know, I'd get grounded and then I would go back out in the middle of the road because I would dive bomb on my skateboard as fast as I could from the top of the hill to the bottom of the, of the you know, of the street. Directly into a truck um, oncoming. I mean, yeah. swerving around cars because it's yeah. fun. They're moving targets, you know. The whole tanker just, you know, has to veer away and <laughs> fucking crashes like down. The dark night. Like Terminator, the, yeah. The yeah. truck is flipping over the wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> um and uh, the neighbors are like, you gotta, he's like, uh, it's amazing that he can flip trucks over, but you know, <laughs> seriously, make him, make him stop. So, uh, you know, I used to do that stuff and not even think twice. Yeah. If, if, if even once, I mean, I wouldn't even think once about oh, yeah. the bodily harm. It's not harm. even, why would it enter, right? That's the thing. I didn't thing. even think about it. And then, yes. I would, and then I would get hurt. Like I would be walking away, be like, oh man, my finger doesn't look right. You know, like I can't move You're my hand. Carrying well. your leg back with but, you. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm okay. When you said that Uzi blood situation, I was like, yes. oh yeah, I know exactly what that. Like, you I know remember, what I'm talking like, about. Most right? of my most of my afternoons ended with Uzi blood all over my legs. Yes. You know, I don't yes. even know what it was from. Just Uzi but, blood. Um, but now though, now it's like, oh my god, if and if I if I fall and get hurt, I feel like the fucking the force of that <laughs> collision is like crazy you know what i mean yes yes man we're getting old and dangerous let me tell you well but and I'm whereas we're getting out when you're a kid stuff. you're like wolverine and it just heals by the next day 
Yeah. Um, but now as an adult, you break something, it's never it's never going back, right? You break it, you bought it. And by <laughs> bought it, you mean you bought a replacement hip for yourself because you've broken <laughs> your hip because you, you tripped. Yes. It is yes. crazy. Yeah, like when I was on the trampoline yeah, yesterday, I mean, we're on the trampoline constantly. It goes without saying, but you know, I, I was- I assume uh, going, you're on it right now. Yeah. I, I, I literally came in from the trampoline to do this episode today. Yeah. Just jump um, through the window. <laughs> flipping. <laughs> no, I, I like, I landed a little weird and my knee kind of like went boop, boop for a second. And I was like, oh my God, that's right. I dislocated <laughs> my knee playing badminton. I should probably be careful with this trampoline. Did I stop? No, I actually <laughs> no, jumped higher on the next yeah, jump after yeah. that. I mean, I, I'm not learning from this, but I'm aware, I'm more aware of it. I think at right, this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, listen, at this point in our lives with everything going on, uh, I, I think it's, I feel like having that out that that outlet to have some outdoor activity, even if it means we're risking our lives, you know, or- even at the risk of killing ourselves. <laughs> at least we got some exercise, John. At we least got we got some, got exercise. some fresh air, you know. Yes, and the worst I mean, thing is all of this is happening with masks on. Like, like, like when I'm talking about like when, when we're when we're in like the public park and shit. You know, we all have like masks either dangling from our ears or like around our feet. So I'm like fucking f- falling off a skateboard in front of people wearing a mask <laughs> and a helmet. Yeah, yeah. like what is, what is, what is the life? best is what when is you know the kids too are at a playground or something. And they've got sunglasses and the mask. And they look like the fucking invisible man. <laughs> know. You know the way they're. <laughs> like the, the, I mean, add to that elbow pads and knee pads and yeah, helmets. Yeah, yeah. I'm like what. They don't even look human. It's like a bunch of fucking robots. It's like, what are these things? And then I'm like laughing at them. And then I see myself in the reflection of a car passing by. And I'm like, oh my God, what the, What am I? Like, what, what are, what, what is, is this? Yep. Seriously, it's crazy. I know, I know. And this is it. This is what school, right? All of them are going to be like this in school now. So, to, so I'm trying to prepare Jude for this. You know, he had his orientation last week, which actually yeah. went really well. And I want to talk about that in a moment because it's a little parenting thing in that. But um, yeah, I guess this which is I guess a parenting podcast. Still sort of about. Right? Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, we're trying to prepare him for it. And it, what's great is that his next door neighbor, Gabby, she's like super cool. She's a year older. She's been at the school now for a couple of years. She knows like how everything works. Oh, so, that's awesome. She, she was not going to take the bus. Um, and, and then, you know, I, we told them that, you know, Jude wanted to. Gabby had a talk with them. she decided to she's do like, it. She's like, listen, Jude, Jude, you've got to take I'll the bus. I'll show you the ropes. You've got to yeah. take the bus. She's like, you don't want to be the no bus kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to me, you you keep it close. I don't want David the painkiller in the back. Um, (sighs) So they're going to go out there tomorrow. And and it was funny though, because I was like, well, Jude, you know, you can't actually sit together because there's going to be like plastic dividers between all of the seats and you're going to have to sit on opposite sides. And he's like, no, I know that's okay. But I was like, you can still like yell across the bus and like talk a little bit. And he's like, yeah, Yeah. we'll probably try to do that. You know, I mean, Um, that's the thing, you know, I know that they're, um, I've definitely seen, particularly with uh, some folks who are against the whole idea of, you know, in-person school at all right now. Um, I've seen uh, some comments about how miserable of an experience it's going to be for kids, right? To have to be in these conditions. And I'm, I'm just not convinced, right? Like I'm not trying to discount the severity of the changes right now, but kids are so friggin' resilient and they are like, they don't know anything else like you know obviously they've had school in the case of jude and others who are older they've had school experiences before but like it's not as cemented in their mind that this isn't a freak thing 
Like, right. And also they've I been think, living with this now for like seven months. Like this yes, is not, this yes. is not new to them. I mean, right? I even feel, you know, it's already, it's already um, taking shape in our brains or, you know, the, the way that uh, I, I, you could tell I'm a neuroscientist, the, the wiring in uh, our brain like has clearly changed. Yeah. <laughs> your dendritic overlook has been um, irrevocably altered. Yes. Thank you for that. Yes, so yes. clearly, you know, the way that we interact now socially is very different. You know, we have different uh, just like physical responses to someone even go coming close to us, you know, like I, um, Vomiting, I remember hiding. one of the restaurants I had, to, you know, you, I just went in to get food to bring out. It was like a buffet style thing where you get your, your food cafeteria style, I guess it's called. And, uh, cause I'm not eating at a buffet right now. Yeah, I was like, that sounds terrible to me. I wouldn't Why do that not? normally. Like home country <laughs> buffet. Yeah. Every day. Oh that's God. our, that's yeah, our joint. Panda, Panda Express. <laughs> Um, but I was, I was in a line and these two, like, I'm sorry, but they were just the, the typical like white, like banker guys, you know, who are going to go play golf after probably, um, who just like stood right next to me as if nothing had changed. It just, anyway, it just feels weird. So I feel like with our kids, um, you know, Grace is, is feeling very excited about kindergarten and being able to see her friends and she's aware, you know, she obviously, I don't know how much she really gets it, how different it's going to be, but it is what it is. And I don't know, they're still going to have time with each other and they're still going to be, um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you know, know where I was going with gonna that. Be, it's it's what not going it to be gonna spending be? time in one of the same three rooms you've spent almost all well, of your time in yeah. since the since it was freezing cold outside yes. last time. Like, yes. the, the, I mean, Judas is unbelievably excited about this too. This is like, oh, that's this good. is the this is like the it's like the uh, the glasnost. You know, this is like the ending of. I don't know what whole, that is. Yeah. I'm, here's what I think. I'm bringing this up because of the whole story. Yeah. Uh, this happened like 120 years after his death. So like, but but what what I what I think I remember this being. All yeah. of our political science people listening can chime in. This is when the Soviet Union, you know, prior to its collapse, started like easing ties with the West mm-hmm. and loosening uh, restrictions on trade and and like having more business relations again. The idea being it was like the great unfreezing. Like it was. Okay. Yeah, uh, all of these things that have been thaw. so like, separated. The thaw, yeah, right. I guess it's put an unfreezing. I think it's called the thaw. Enjoy that basement water, John. Um, so, uh, so to to me, like that's what this that's what this is. Like this is something that has been on the radar for so long, and it's been so far away, and it has been something yeah. that has seen the kids. I think through a lot of this time has been like eventually you're going to get to you know see other kids again that you don't already know really well. Like you're going to yeah. get to have to meet people and have to like you know. Be uh, be yourself in public without us being around you all the time again, which I think kids actually like, you know. Oh yeah, totally. Um, but I want to. So uh, before I forget, I, I want to go back for a moment to. Uh, so for back. his orientation here. Yeah. I guess I don't know what that was. That was like a flashback or something. Uh, it sounded like a whale. Actually, it sounded like a narwhal calling for its young. Oh, interesting. Okay, good to know that I have that skill. Did you know that the narwhal's tusk isn't a tusk at all, John? Did you know this? No, I fucking didn't know this. What What about it? What is it? It's a tooth, John. It's, it's a, a tooth. tooth. Wow. It's one of their canine teeth. Yeah, it's one of their one of their like mandible. Not mandible. It's, it's one of their uh, their their canines. And, That's fascinating. And so, if you see, it's mostly only on male narwhals. Okay. There's a couple of females that can have it, and it grows. Uh, so, if you ever look at the overhead view of a narwhal, you'll see that the tusk is only coming out I'm of one side of their face. That. Yep. It's you should probably go look it up right after. I, honestly, we can pause the episode. If I'm you never. Want. It's never gonna it, happen. It, it comes out of the side of their face and goes forward. It is just extraordinary. I, can you see? The, anyway, can you see your words just going into one ear and just like escape quickly, escaping the other one? 
I can't right see because I'm picturing a majestic narwhal, John, in my head as I'm saying this. I can <laughs> see the cloak. narwhal that I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like Doctor Strange, but a narwhal. And it's like <laughs> anyway. So I want, I want to take you back for a moment. Take me back. Thank you. To uh, two weeks ago. Or no, two weeks ago. One week ago now. So well, actually, right. we'll go back to two oh, weeks ago. Two okay. weeks ago. That's awful. All right, go. I know. I know. So okay. So let's go back to Henry starting his uh, preschool. Yep. His pre-K program. Uh, Do a Henry was, voice. I want to do a Henry voice. Oh, so cute. Like, one for you. That's, pretty, that's, that's his thing. I was like, one for me and one for you. Um, so cute. He's so freaking cute. He's such a good kid. Uh, so, he, so he was, as you, as you know, Henry's very confident. He has no issues you know, meeting people and also is very fine not meeting. Like he's, just, he's just a very kind of even keeled. He's crazy, but he's he doesn't necessarily... Mm-hmm. He's a bulldozer and he is his own kid and he's like, okay, if people like him, he's okay if they don't like him. He doesn't really care very much, but he does like being around other people quite a bit. Yeah. So he's been, you know, good with social situations his whole life. And I was for a moment worried about him going back to, to pre-K because, you know, again, this is a new town. These kids oh, yeah. have already been together since, you know, their first year of preschool. Um, you know, it's a new setting and he doesn't have his big brother there who he's been around this entire time constantly to like help him out you know, we're dropping him off, you know, in full masks and taking his temperature at the door and doing all these kind of like weird things. And I was sort of assuming that it was going to be um, hard. First day, it was tough. Um, and second how so? day, how so? he just, he just wasn't like, I mean, he just wasn't happy when he came home. He was like mm. exhausted, but yeah. he was way yeah. more uh, verbose than he normally is. Like he was just talking like a ton, which is read the whole extrovert. dictionary so he, that day. He read, actually he read War and Peace. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's because he's an extrovert. So like he gets, you know, the energy from being around other people. And so when he came yeah. home, he had all this like energy, but there were it, a lot of it was sort of negative. It was like, Oh, so-and-so did this. And like this kid broke my tower. I was working on a block. He was just sort of, I think it was kind of a little bit of a shock. This motherfucker really, broke my tower. Motherfucker. <laughs> and he was, I think really, um, uh, struck by the fact that Jude wasn't with him. Like to me, oh, that was what, I mean, that's and yes. the whole first week. Yes. The whole first week he was mentioning that every single day about how oh. we kind of wished that like Jude could be there or he wished that we could go in with him. I mean, actually that's a lie. He didn't want us there. He wanted Jude to be there with him. Um, I'm <laughs> saying it's like yourself. being included yeah. in this, but yeah. yeah, he fuck it. He was like, thank God they're gone. Um, but you know, I, I get it because they've been together this entire time. And this is, yes. as we talked about uh, previously, like this is a really amazing bonding it time is. for our kids with been. their siblings. But like, oh my God, in the scheme of things, it is, is very, very different than it would normally be. Of course. Um, but within, you know, they sent us little pictures throughout the day and everything. And I started noticing like how many kids he was sitting with and how like the kids that he was sitting with were like really involved with him in what they were doing. Yeah. And that like he was getting his like little girlfriends again. He always gets little girlfriends that like, like love him. Like Henry always gets these little girls that follow him everywhere he goes. And he had like a couple of them and he didn't remember their names. And he's doing like nothing to actually go out of his way to attract them. You know, they're just like following that's him. Cause why? Because he doesn't he just has give a share shit. about it. Exactly. That's, that's it, what I'm man. saying. He doesn't care if people like it. Right. And, and I, I wish I could have been Henry as a kid. I wish. Yeah, me too. I was like, I wish we all could be. women, you know, Let's be more like, like Henry. Women. We should all be more like Henry. Um, but he was, uh, Don't give you know, a fuck. So I started noticing that he was just like getting more and more of these friends. And he, and he, of course, after the second day knew a lot of their names. And so he yeah, was telling he's me totally about, like, connected. what their names were. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, now he's got like his, all of these buddies in school yeah, and uh, and he's really really happy, and he uh, like gossips and shit, and it, he's back to the way that he used to be. Like like there's 
Yeah, like like he, he he's so funny. Like there's this one kid who keeps leaving the door open when he goes pee. Yeah. And Henry's like talking about how this kid keeps leaving the door open. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Henry, you don't have to look at him. And he's like, I know, but I feel like I should. Like the door's open right there. I'm like, yeah, but just turn around and like tell the teacher the door's open. You know? And I'm also like, where's the bathroom? I'm like, Henry, like how far away is that? He's like, I don't know. I'm playing with blocks and I turn and like David's peeing again. Oh my God. I'm like, is I he love peeing this. In it's like the dinner bathroom? conversation with Henry about his day. It's so you know? it's like, it's like very fixated on that because he like, How surreal is that that you're having that kind of conversation with Henry? Your littlest, this little little kid. I know. How wild! Yeah, it is wild. Oh man. Um, but uh, but he also like you know he loves like for example the blocks getting knocked over. He loves talking about like the the bad kid. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, this kid's bad. And I'd be like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, he's a bad kid, daddy. He's a bad kid. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what does he do? Fucking kill people? He's like. He knocked my blocks over, Daddy. He's a bad kid, and everybody knows it. And I'm like, who's everybody? I'm he's just like, waiting for Jay him to knows break it. into a Broadway. Macy knows it at that point. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a bad kid, <laughs> a bad bad boy. Um, and he's like doing this, <laughs> and he gets like hushed, and he like pulls my lapel, you know. And he's like, Daddy, yeah. let me tell you a story. Um, and I'm like, well, did this kid try to knock tower over? And he's like, no, it was an accident, daddy. And I was like, well, I don't think that means he's a bad kid. He's like, he knocked it down. I'm like, did he know there was a tower there? He's like, no, he was just backing up. And I was like, well, did the teacher get mad at him? And, and Henry's like, no, the teacher said it was okay. And she helped clean. I'm like, Henry, that's not a bad kid. And he's like, he's a bad boy. Everybody knows it, daddy. So there's that a lot voice. of that gossip going on. That's that voice was Henry from voice, I think. like a, a, a noir uh, detective <laughs> Broadway show. <laughs> Let me tell you a story, Papa. Uh, oh man, that's so he, awesome. So he's, he's like, but that's that's when he's happy. He's like that. Like he loves like being dramatic and like telling stories about his day and you know, coming oh. up with nicknames for kids. Don't so, you love? So the, he's doing he's doing really great. Just the dynamics. You know, we um we had like a meet and greet thing with Grace's kindergarten class. Um, you know, so it's just like her, the kindergartners at her school. And it was just the parents informally um, set up a playground thing, you know, all masked and everything. But um, the kids got to, you know, go play with each other and meet each other in some cases. Right. And just seeing the kids, you know, just watching from afar, like that's when it sort of, what is it that you're laughing? What's your imagination <laughs> I'm laughing of this? because like when you started the story, I was picturing this like wonderful Edenic thing where yeah. like the parents are like watching the kids playing. And then I'm like, oh, you're still wearing like fucking protective equipment <laughs> and stuff. And then it went from like that to like Chernobyl to like, yes. <laughs> when, like there's like fucking ashes falling <laughs> and the kids are laughing and the parents are like breathing into like apparatuses because that's what it actually looks like. It's fucking, it looks like the scene out of like a horrible <laughs> 90s movie about yeah. a disaster. Yeah. There's just know? COVID everywhere and all. <laughs> the surfaces right um so they're all they're all playing with each other and like just watching grace who you know i just she hasn't interacted with like groups of kids in so long a long time and so it was just so interesting watching her and seeing just naturally like like nothing ever changed right that they just you know we're talking to each other and you know you can start to see some kids being more followers versus leaders and like the different activities that started forming and the clusters, you know, there was one group that was like doing the monkey bars back and forth and they're trying to like show each other. Um, and there were, and then Grace wanted to participate in it. And, and um, the kids were like, so nice, you know, they were like teaching her how to do it. Cause she's not good at monkey bars. She's terrible for as yeah, good she's as she's known cook, for that. I mean, she's, she's I mean, yeah, professional the, girl, chef, the girl can terrible cook at monkey yeah, bars. she can sing. She's smart, funny. I love her. She's got she it cannot, all. Cannot, cannot have monkey, do bars. monkey bars. That's the one cannot. thing I'm telling you, man. You do that, and then it's a she just has nothing else to work on. But until yeah. that day, she has a fatal flaw. 
And so the, so the kids are doing monkey bars. bars, exactly. And they're yeah. trying to show her, you know, one kid, it literally his mom was by him and timing him. And he did it in like six seconds. You know, he'd like made it the whole way through. Wow. Um, Serious. Which, which was impressive, actually. It was, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, that's incredible. But <clears throat> where was I going with that? I guess just um, the dynamics of it all. I, I loved just, just watching it, you know? Yeah. Um, because at that age, they're just, uh, they're so innocent and they're so, <laughs> they're so honest with each other. Um, yeah, I'm happy for it. I, you know, the socialization part of it for us is really, uh, what we cared most about and why we chose to go with the hybrid option. Um, but speaking of options, I'm going to take it in a different direction now. So I wanted to talk about this piece of it, which is, you know, I think parents right now, there's obviously some divide in terms of how people are feeling about school and this and that. Um, and, there's a lot of choices about our kids right now that we're trying to make and we're trying to do the right thing. Right. And I feel like something that has, I've felt has been kind of liberating through all this is just how little we actually can plan anything. <laughs> so even as I, as we go forward with the hybrid model and what we think the school year is going to be like, there's so many unanswered things. Like we don't know what the hell the off weeks are going to look like for us. It's an on week and an off week. Um, we don't know exactly what the day is, how they're going to divide. And she's starting for real, like, you know, starting this week, more kind of meet and greet stuff. And then next week is for real. But I guess I've, I've felt myself kind of really leaning into the idea that there, you, you can't really plan things anymore. And it's, I, I've found it to be somewhat liberating. And maybe, maybe that's just where I'm at mentally. I know that's like also a real struggle for people right now. But, there, you know, there's something kind of wonderful about letting go of that and just acknowledging that this is going to be, you know, a tumultuous year. And it's just about how we respond to it. And, and you know, it's every day is, is a new page in that book. Um, and we don't know where it's going to go. But like, more than ever, I think our past advice to ourselves, which, by the way, we were pretty brilliant in the past. Um, the book, the book of joy and so many other episodes, this is water, I think about those conversations that we've had and how, you know, emotionally to prepare ourselves for being in the moment. And also being okay with like not being happy some days, you know, like in this moment I'm feeling great and I feel like, you know, I, I think we can do this, but there are other days where I don't even know why, but I just feel crappy. Like I, I, mm -hmm. I miss contact with other people and I'm just not feeling happy, you know, and I'm, I'm rambling now for sure. I could keep talking and just letting you keep nodding to all this. But I guess my point is that I do really feel like everything we've talked about you know, has been swirling around and I think emotionally um, is helping prepare me for this. So I guess I'm saying thank you, Patrick Green, for this. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm well, you're welcome, <laughs> first off. Um, and thank you, John. I feel like we're going to come out of this thing like a nation of Buddhists or something. I, yeah, I really, yeah, 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 really totally. Like there's, there, there is something about, there's something that needed to happen, I think. Yes, in this, yes. In this culture quite a bit that this is forced to happen. There's a lot of things that have been forced to happen because of this. Uh, is it worth it? No, because hundreds of thousands of people. Well, that, absolutely. Like that it's not worth it, you know. But I, I do think that on a day-to-day -day level, I am noticing changes in myself that I'm really happy about. Yep. And I'm noticing changes in the people around me that I'm happy about, and I'm noticing changes in the kids that I'm happy about. Um, and that whole planful breakdown thing that you're talking about is a huge part of it. I used to live my life. I mean, you would never know it from talking to me, but I, I used to really plan things. I mean, a lot of it was was based around my music schedule, you know, like because I would have my whole year mapped out a lot of the time and I would yeah. know when I was going to have to be working really, really hard. I would know what the deliverable dates were for things. So like, you know, I would have everything really, really sketched out 
you know, sometimes two or three years in advance for some of Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, and then in addition to that, obviously, all of the rigors of just having like an active social life that was basically always too active, but we were never able to kind of say that to ourselves, you know? Yes, yes. But we were like trying a little bit too hard to be everywhere at the same time and ending up feeling like we were kind of nowhere. Um, and then also just for the kids' plans, like trying to get them involved in a lot of things all the time because it felt really necessary. So, you know, living life in this really intense lattice work that mm-hmm. we were creating for mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, that would, would ba- was basically a way of taking out this element of what are we going to do tomorrow, right? Yes, yes. Um, and then now we're in this place where like, I am always wondering like, what are we going to do tomorrow? Like, what is this, like, how is this going to work out? Like, wh- how are we going to cr- make a day tomorrow that feels like a real appreciation of what we have as opposed to, you know, some missing what we don't have or something. Right, right. Um, and it's really helping me a lot to be at peace with myself. And one of the things that I think is coming out of this, we were just talking about it last week, is I think I'm actually like a type B personality. And I don't know if I used to be. I don't even know what that means. You know, like, like just obviously like type I know, a No, people, I know right? it's, a, yeah, it's right. referred to all the time and I know what type A is, but what is type B? More of like a... I think go with, go the, with flow. the flow a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, and I—that's that is not who I used to be at all. Yeah, um, and I think I started getting there more because of having children and realizing that I couldn't actually control as much as I thought I could. Yeah, but now I feel like I'm really a type B person, and and not in a. See, I used to always think that meant that I was like indolent or that I was like checked out, but I think right. it actually means that I'm just present. Maybe no. you are tuned in more than ever. I think right, I'm tuned in more. Yeah. And that's why that's why going with the flow. It's not about being lazy. It's about it's about like realizing the the like the importance of that and realizing like how there are so many things that we don't have control over that like the things we can control we should yes. like be fluid with and we should like be open with and we should be positive with. Um, yeah. So just one thing I, I want to mention quickly in this regard because we were talking about cooking beforehand because you were throwing something in the oven which I'm yeah. going to actually be doing shortly after this um, is uh, for one thing I've just been cooking a ton more because mm. I'm home again and 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 remembering what a passion that is. And you live on a farm, so you just have we all live in a massive farm yeah, estate, farm we to table, fucking cows and shit. Um, <laughs> we actually don't have any cows um, yet. Yet, oh, there's too many trampolines for that right now. Um, <laughs> oh but, man, a cow on a trampoline. Could you imagine that? That would be bad. That's what. To, that, to be honest, that's what I look like when I'm jumping. <laughs> Like when, when Micah's family was over, they were like, wow, it goes down really far when you jump on it. And I was like, what are you trying to say? Like, I don't know. It just looks like it's like going to touch the ground when you jump. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm very athletic. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, what, what the hell is it talking about? Oh yeah. So cooking. So, so yes. I, like a few months ago, I stopped like looking at recipes when I cook. Like, obviously there are some staples uh, that you don't need recipes for, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah. but, but like, but, but I, I was kind of like, you know what? I think I don't need to rely on staples and I also don't need to rely on recipes at this point. Like, I think I've been doing this long enough. You probably shouldn't put staples in your, in your That's dinner. True. The for, staples to be fair. were a bad choice. Yeah. That was a bad, was a bad choice. <laughs> um, I was like, you know what? I, I kind of want to start just kind of looking at what we get every week from our, you know, because we get this imperfect foods delivery every oh, week. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard good yeah. things. Yeah. Oh, so have, have I, I've got, maybe I haven't talked about this that. This is actually sponsored yet. by them now in this moment. Imperfect yeah, food, perfectly yeah. imperfect. <laughs> um, that has been incredible. And it has been a great way for me to embrace the spontaneity of the yeah. data. Yeah, oh, I might have to Because get on every that. week is different, right? Like what, what's available every week is dependent on what would potentially become food waste in the area. So it's like local right. and it's weekly. And, you know, every Monday I get, you know, an email that I should check what the inventory is and see what we want to get, you know. So we take a look at what we can we can order from. And it's never like the same thing twice in a row, very mm. rarely. You know, a lot of the time it's kind of, you know, what can we make if we get, you know, shallots and like cilantro and sweet potatoes this week? Like what could we do with that? That sounds let's, delicious, let's out, you yeah. Know? And then I'll, you know, throw, and they have protein too. So like, I'll get, you know, 
like like for example, tonight I'm going to be making cod. I, mm. I wouldn't have like bought cod before, yeah, but yeah. that's available right now. So like so I was I've been thinking more about embracing what is available, what's in front of me, and thinking like how can we make something special out of what we have in front of us. Yes. And the cooking that I've been doing lately has been fucking awesome. And it has been never something that like I had planned on. It's been the sort of thing where I open our fridge and I open our pantry and I'm like, all right, let's like try this tonight. And then Micah and I get there together and we start like prepping stuff. I love I'm it. Like, you know what? Like I'd like, it's this, the brown sugar is caramelizing out on the outside of the halibut. Yeah. I wonder if we flip it over and then burn some butter onto it. Well, that just things like this, like trying stuff out. And the kids have been eating a lot more because they've been involved with some of the kind of experimental stuff. Mm, and they've yes. been coming up with like weird combinations of things and trying to get umami out of lemons and shit and trying to just do, do weird <laughs> stuff, you know? And it has been so fun and so adventurous. And it has been part of this overall shift in myself that I'm noticing because of this situation. Oh that man, we're in. what a great manifestation of that and, right? and a great example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love so it. So I'm, I'm feeling that and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I think that that is what our kids are drawing off of. I think that is what Grace is seeing so. when she's happy on the playground with those kids and the Chernobyl in the background. Like, <laughs> I think that's what Henry is seeing when he's making his friends at this new, at this new pre, pre-K. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think that they're seeing that like things are okay. They're just weird. Yes. Like, things are okay. It's just kind of uncertain right now. Yes. But we are fundamentally safe because we are doing what we can, right? We're fundamentally happy because we have each other. Yeah. And we are in a world that operates on principles that are different in some ways than the principles that, you know, we used to operate on. But like we know what those principles are and we can we can do it. So Jude, who is starting tomorrow morning, is going in there, all systems ready to go, so excited, feeling really, really comfortable. Just really, got a really new happy. OS. He's ready to go, upgrade. He's booted up. He's yep. yeah, he's rebooted him. So he's an Android. Um and I just think that uh I I don't I don't know if he would necessarily be in that headspace. Yeah. Had we been a little bit more kind of like freaky deaky or, you know, trying to freaky avoid the deaky. problem. Cause I think a lot, a lot of parents probably are also avoiding talking about this with their kids in any real way. Right. 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 But we've been upfront about it this whole time and upfront about how hard to predict each day is and blah, blah, blah. And how yeah. it's very normal to feel that way. That's and right. I think that that's, I think it's helping, but who knows? Well, the normal to feel that way thing is one other point I wanted to make and I, we should wrap, but you know, so that you can make this lovely meal that I'm imagining um, right now. Although mine did look pretty damn good. Um, that, that brisket looked great. Right? A braised brisket. That brisket with, looked real yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You just throw a bunch of vegetables in over it and um, there you go. Put it in the oven. It See, oven. that's what, this is what Imperfect Foods is good for. I'm telling yes. you. Because, oh, it would be perfect for that. Yeah. Like, you know, like right now, like in addition to the ingredients that I already mentioned, we have like, we have Roma tomatoes. We have mm. just a bunch of these kind of random things. And I'm like, you know what? Like, we don't want them to go bad. Let's just throw them yeah. in this thing. I'll do a roast. We'll put it in the oven. And then like, it'll all work out. And then we'll use the reduction from that roast, put it over the fucking rice, mix it all together. I mean, it's gonna be fucking delicious. Go yes. ahead. Well, what I was gonna say is there's an element to this too that I want to add to it. You know, I agree with everything you just said. The other piece is that um, not every day is gonna be happy or like there's there's always this delicate balance and we've talked about this a lot right i've talked about it even through the you know my cancer experience too where it's it's a bit of a it's a difference between you know forcing yourself to sort of always look at positive like you know to take that positive frame and and to be really present with how you're feeling and you know trying to frame things in a way that maybe help you look at the big picture um, and I guess what I mean by that is, you know, I'm also hearing from other parents and feeling myself, um, the anxieties in this and the the fact that we've been doing this for so many months, um, you know, people are feeling really down right now and it's only going to get worse during the winter. And there's that, that's a reality too, that I just want to, you know, acknowledge. Um, 
and and I've been thinking about that with our kids and how I hope that we can model that it's okay to feel those things too. You know, like it's okay to have those crappy days um, and not as a parent, especially feel like you always have to model um, positivity or, or, or the best version of all of this, because you know, that's okay too. Like that actually is building resilience, right. To, uh, to be okay with not being okay. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's something that's been on my mind a lot right now, because again, I felt it myself and I see other parents right now, you know, struggling with, with what's going on and, um, feelings of, uh, ineptitude and, and yeah. So, that it's it's just a reality and you know we all got to take care of ourselves in that way by i think um like you said practicing that buddhist thing where you know there's there's the expectation and there's the reality and it's the gap that we so often become stressed about and anxious about and depressed about but you know just be in the reality <laughs> and pay attention um, to it yeah because because what you see in that reality will tell you a lot of things like for example like right now I'm dealing with stress, but I don't know what that stress even is, but I can tell mm. I am because like my fingers are bleeding because I'm picking at my fingers a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but like it's disgusting. Yeah. Data, it is just, I'm also, it's gooey. It's <laughs> just good bloody blood. fingers. It's fucking your, yeah. eating my hand. Um, <laughs> but that like, that's me. That's an indicator that like, I'm, I'm probably more stressed than I realized, you know, I am right now. And I look back at this last week and like, this was a week where, you know, it was like, you know, I would say I was at like an eight out of 10 mood because it was just, we did a lot of nice things this week. Oh, and the yeah, weather is just, fun. yeah. The peak. weather was nice. We were outside playing a lot, but there, there were, it was punctuated by like moments where I was really fucking cranky. Yeah. And catching myself doing it and doing the thing where I do, where I sort of talk through it and I apologize, you know, but like, but also being like, man, this has been like four days in a row where I've had to apologize at some point mm. for like being angrier about something than I should have been. Yeah. And like that is leading me to believe that there's like other systemic things that I need, I need to look at. So like, you know, realizing that like I, I need more time during the day where I can just kind of be alone yes. for a few minutes, you yes. know, and yes. that's something that I'm trying to do now. So like, you know, going, uh, just working out in the basement and just having quiet time with nothing, playing no music or anything. Yeah. Like that's been helping a little bit, but yeah, just it's, it's just tears. Yeah. Just, just tears and blood in my hands, you know? <laughs> um, and also with your, so. with your spouse, right? I mean, that's another important one that, um, I know it's hard, uh, harder than ever right now, but that was really important too. Um, yeah. You know, even even an argument that happened actually between me and Bethany, it was about alone time and how I was feeling like I need a little bit more of it, which is a great thing to bring up when you're alone with your spouse and they're, you know, you're both looking forward <laughs> to alone time together and you're like, right. I think I need some by myself. Actually. So yeah, my timing was a little off, but we were like in an argument about it as we were on a walk. And I was thinking about this after, and I, I raised this because that too, like let's normalize the fact that like it's, good to address those things and yeah. have those conversations because otherwise they were just stewing, right? They're just deep there. And, and that's why you're picking your nails or whatever. Right. Um, but, but, you know, just surfacing some of that and having real conversations with each other is I think another thing that's going to be really um, critical, especially because we're spending so much goddamn time with them <laughs> through mm -hmm. all this, and which also is lovely our... in a lot of ways, but you know, it's a lot. It's just different and it's unique. Like this yeah. is not like couples weren't meant to be living in a homestead to get like, we're, it's like we're fucking fundamentalist Puritans <laughs> yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. living in one house and just doing one thing all the time, you know? Right. Right. I guess we're living in one house no matter what, but it's just like uh, it, the amount of time that we spend as a family unit is really extreme lately for most of us. Yes. And, and that's why it's, it's all of these things are kind of coming out, you know? And when things surface, the best thing you can do is process it, you know, instead of just shoveling it away somewhere. Right. And, and that for me is something that I am really focused on. And I think, you know, we can talk about this more next time, maybe after our anniversary episode um, is I think, 
like how we can be there for our kids as they're going into this time of real yeah. uncertainty, kind of craziness yeah. with back to school and things being nuts and having to be home sometimes and not home sometimes. Like how can we make sure that we have an environment where they are able to address the way that they feel yes. and talk about it with us? Because that's something that I did not have as a child whatsoever. Same. When I was a kid, I, I, I never in a million years stopped myself and was like, actually, I think I'm tired. I'm not actually as angry as <laughs> right, I am. Right, right. Now. Like I'm not actually as angry as no I'm No self-awareness, yeah. No self-awareness whatsoever. Yeah. But I think it would be great to work on that with our kids and to continue to model that for them so that they know that if they're feeling a certain way, it might be something simpler than what they actually think it is. Sometimes like it's okay to just be a little bit tired or a little bit anxious. And it's okay if you're not acting great because of that. Right. But it's also okay to just tell people, you know, to be, yeah. To be yeah. it doesn't become a thing, right? That's right. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, here we go. School's starting. We'll talk again. I'm sure we'll have some interesting uh, stories about all of that. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy time. Stay safe in that bike. Get some more trampoline in there while you <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah, I got to get hurt a little weather. bit more. Yeah, hopefully I keep my leg attached. Sounds good, my friend. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.